Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio, or as some around here have come to know it, the Dean Belmoff Show, because he introduces me to all of the all these marvelous guests around town. But uh, boy, are you in for a real treat this morning. But before we go there and introduce our guest today, uh, let me remind you that today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which means from seed to cup, There are no middlemen. Please go check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton. Ask for Leticia or Harry and please tell them that Stone sent you. All right, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome to the broadcast CEO with Enduring Hearts, Miss Carolyn Salvador. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I have been so looking forward to this conversation. Maybe in a little bit we'll talk about an upcoming event that I've been fired up about for for, for weeks, if, if not months. But uh, let's start by maybe providing our, our, our listeners, and me too, a, a bit of a primer. Uh, just kind of mission, purpose, overview. What are you trying to, you and your team trying to accomplish with uh, with Enduring Hearts? Sure. Like, may I give you a little bit of background about Enduring Hearts? Please. Because I think yeah. your listeners would find it really interesting. So Enduring Hearts, first of all, um, our mission is to fund pediatric heart transplant research to make a heart transplant last a lifetime. Um, a lot of people probably didn't know, and I know before our conversation, I think you weren't aware. I was not, yes. That a heart transplant does not last a lifetime. In fact, right now, on average, it lasts around 17 years. Mm. So if you're a parent of a child and you find out your child needs a heart transplant to survive, 17 years is not a full life for a child. Right. So Enduring Heart started in 2013 from actually a Marietta family. Um, they had two young children at the time, and they were celebrating the sale of a business. And, you know, like a lot of people, what do you do when something great happens? You go to Disney, right? (laughs) Celebrate, you go to Disney. And they were there having this magical time, and their younger daughter started having some problems breathing. Fast forward, you know, mom convinced dad somehow to stop the Disney vacation and take her to a doctor. And they quickly learned that she was in heart failure And she needed a heart transplant for a chance of survival. Oh, my. So take a pause, right? You're at this magical place. You think you have two healthy children. Their lives are flipped upside down. They quickly returned to Atlanta to Children's Healthcare here. And they did everything they could to learn about a heart transplant. Because like most, they thought, oh, you get this amazing gift and you're cured. And what the GANs found out found out was that that wasn't the case. In fact, a heart transplant at that point in time only lasted around 11 years. And so they were shocked and mm. they thought, well, surely mm. there's someone that's doing something about this really harsh statistic. And there wasn't. There wasn't another organization dedicated 
to funding the research to make it last. And so I say pretty much at bedside because Patrick Gann is just a serial entrepreneur and a business person that's going to attack every problem. And um, pretty much at bedside, they created Enduring Hearts with that mission to drive the most innovative research across the globe to solve the problem. And so since inception in 2013, we've now funded over 45 studies and almost $6.5 million worth of research um, across North America. Wow. And do we feel like we're learning things and we are making some headway here? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, research is incremental. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not, you look at big cancer organizations, they've been funding for years and there's no cure. But the amazing thing about um, pediatric heart transplant research, first off, Heart transplants have only been around 50 years, about pediatrics, a lot less than that. But what we've discovered with our research is that, um, you know, look, it was 11 years. Now it's 17 years since we've been around. And we've had researchers that have made discoveries that are moving the needle um, without getting too sciencey, and I'm a business person, <laughs> not a doctor, although I feel like I play one a lot during the day. <laughs> We've had investigators that have actually made discoveries that have gone on to get really large NIH grants that have been accepted in the medical community that are now, um, we're seeing just great traction and seeing more and more research based upon those initial discoveries. And we focus our research, our dollars on innovation. So we really want Mm -hmm. those researchers to take risks. We kind of liken ourselves to like a Silicon Valley startup. Like we want them to to be able to be as innovative as they can, to use technology because we want them to answer questions that are going to help save lives of children who are here today. We don't want it to go into a textbook for you know 20 years from now right? because we're in a race against time for these children. Sure. So a little bit about your backstory. How did you find yourself on this path and, and landing here? Oh, that's a long story, <laughs> um, but I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Okay. So business person first, um, huh. always, um, and working for large corporations, own several businesses, yeah. but always a child advocate. So passion, um, children in sports, not great at sports, couldn't make a living at it. But um, one of the businesses I owned was a large child care center, huh. 200 children, 30 teachers. Um, oh gosh, this got to be a walk in the park compared to that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine getting that many kids yeah. across the street with. <laughs> no, no, it's um, that was that was a very wonderful, fulfilling, and exhausting career, but um, but moved into being the head of the state's association for early education and just always mm. advocating for children and. This um, opportunity came around where they looked for a professional CEO to help grow the organization because they really wanted, they knew in order to be able to make a transplant last, we needed to get Enduring Heart's name out there on the national level because we fund nationally and um, had someone from my university that was, I think, Probably fishing for um, for the executive director, CEO of the company, <laughs> used that, hey, you know, we went to the same school. And, and once they showed me this organization um, and helping children, there was no way I could turn this down. I, my heart was just, they hooked me from the beginning. So been here about three and a half years. Love it. The team is amazing. We have, um, like you said, the Dean Belmoff show. We have, <laughs> right. we have a board of just fantastic business people that help us grow on the business side of it. And then on the science side, we have the best <clears throat> and brightest scientists from all over that help us 
review our research and they curate it and make sure that we're focusing on the right science to answer the questions to save lives. So what are a couple of things that you feel like you've learned um, keeping company with people like that, that caliber of a board, people who have a, including yourself, but hanging out with people that understand how systems and processes and organizations can work and can get better. I wonder if, if you'd be willing to share a few things you've, you've learned uh, in, in that environment that maybe some other folks who are, who are working with some other causes that are dear to them might try to try to adopt. Well, you know, the one thing that Enduring Hearts um, does well is that, you know, it's, even though it's a nonprofit, it's run like a business. Yeah. It is. Um, although, you know, you're not selling goods and services, you're selling a great feeling and you're asking people to part with their money and to make right. a donation or attend an event. But it's all about process management. It is, you know, you think about it, every piece of what I do during the day is the same thing I would do when I was running my own business. I'm working on marketing. Hmm. I'm working on brand awareness. I'm running programs. I have a process. Um, even our research, the way we attack our research is looking at it in its, um, I'm trying to think of how to say this without getting really sciencey on you, <laughs> but, but to be able to solve the problem, uh, we attack it and look at all the different levels of the process, whether it's from organ rejection to its organ donation, and it's categorizing it and then being able to identify how do we, um, how do we best improve those processes to get the best output. And then measuring your, you know, measuring all of your efforts. So am I doing the right things and am I measuring what matters? Now, are you a good place to go get educated about this topic or a conduit to some places where one could learn a lot more about maybe who want to get a little sciency and want to dive into this kind of thing? Is that, What's the best path for that? So you can go to our website and look at some of the past research that we've done for sure. And one, oh, of the, okay. and one of the things that we're wanting to do in 2021 and beyond is to be a place for families to come and be able to mm. look for research um, and find hope in research because that's right. really important. And so where we've been really research focused in the past, um, we're, we're – edging out a little bit more of what we do for families. And Enduring Hearts in 2019 started a whole host of family programs that help families along their transplant journeys. What you may not know is that it's not just about the transplant, but children's lives are really compromised along the way. I'll so they're, they take really harsh immunosuppressant drugs to help their bodies keep the organ that they have, but they also can let in a lot of diseases and disorders. So children have a really tough time. So we look at quality of life improvement. And then unfortunately, a large percentage of children, even though they get this heart, they experience organ rejection post-transplantation. So they're back and forth from the hospital. So Enduring Heart started what was called the Road to Recovery Gas Card Program, and it helps with these really onerous travel costs back and forth. Mm. Because think about Georgia, we've got one main wonderful, you know, tra uh, children's hospital here. Right, right. But if you're living five hours away, you're not going to go for a heart transplant in your local medical center, right? You're going to sure. bring your child to CHOA. So that family's going back and forth. If you've got a child that had organ rejection, 
you're going to have to bring them back and forth. And what if you have other children, you work. So that really puts a really stressor on the family. We created the Road to Recovery Gas Card Program, which gives quarterly gas, basically gift cards for families to travel back and forth. What a great idea. Thank you. Well, we listen to the families. So we have families on our board, and then we started newsletters and outreach to the families so that we were able to get that feedback. And in this past year with COVID, so many families lost their jobs. And there's a high cost of medication. A transplant can cost up to a million dollars. And so we started wow. So we, we started um, Feed the Heart program. And the Feed the Heart program provides um, temporary grocery support for families. So we've done that to be able to provide groceries for families so that families don't have to choose between the high cost of medicine and putting food on their table for their families. So I, I hear it in your voice, the passion and all that, but I also, what I keep hearing in this conversation is this theme of um, creativity, innovation, focus, um, and these are all things we want in our own organizations, right? Like, I want more of that for the Business Radio X Network, you know, my wife probably wants more of that for IBM. <laughs> uh, how do you cultivate that? In, in a And in your case, gosh, some of these people don't report to you. You're trying to generate these kinds of results with and through people who don't answer to you for a paycheck. No, it's magic. <laughs> you must be magic. How, how do you do that? Um, you know, I, I'd like to be able to surround myself with people that are passionate about the cause. And I think once mm. people really understand about it, they become a little evangelical about it because it's yeah. a great organization. And... You know, again, we, I'm not a black and white kind of person, and I always open myself to possibilities and like to have great conversations with people. And I think the more you talk to people, you learn a little bit about different businesses. And then I'm a great um, stealer of ideas and making them <laughs> our own. And so I think it's just, you know, how you grow as, a, as an organization. I mean, in the past three and a half years, we have increased our revenues about 300%. Wow. So, and that's what we need to do because pediatric heart transplant plantation is so underfunded. It's when we try to look at it before to see like what percent of funding was dedicated to it, we struggled to find a number. It was like 0.0001% of all clinically funded trials were dedicated to pediatric heart transplantation. There's no way we're going to move that needle. So we have to try to get others to come along beside us. In fact, um, in about 24 hours, you'll hear a great announcement. We convinced or worked with our wonderful partners at American Heart Association who do great things for heart, but focus more on our hearts, right? They don't, right. and they, where they have programs for children, it's about he, eating healthy lifestyles and healthy living. And um, so we've worked with them in the past. We've had a good partnership with them, but they really had never dedicated any specifically to pediatric heart transplantation. So about a year and a half ago or so, started some conversations with them to see what it would take for them to come alongside of us and work with us. And so we formed a $3 million joint 
funding initiative oh, with wow. them. And so this week we're going to announce two of our grantees toward that $3 million. So it's about a million and a half dollars where both of our organizations have put together. And we will announce our first two awardees, which is about $700,000 each of grants. Yes. So it's super exciting for us. So really happy about that. And then next year we'll have another round of funding and announce the back half of that. So that's wonderful, and it just helps when we have others that are coming into the space. It's not just about our ego. We want to bring as much funding as we can to be able to help these children. Well, and you just surfaced something that didn't occur to me. You probably, you know, maybe most people are a little quicker on the uptake than I am. But you've got this whole, um, this process of uh, awarding the money to people who are being innovative, creative, running the trials, all this kind of stuff. you you got to manage all that, too. That's another full-time job. How many full-time jobs do you have? I forget what that movie was. How many jobs do you have? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, but there's there's all of that, right? So you're you're learning about who they are, where they are, how you can help, if you can help. And then plus you're finding – you're teaming up with other people. Wow. That's uh well, we also Full have a, we have, we do we we also run a very lean and mean organization because it's really important for us to make sure that we bring as much money to research. So, in the past several years, um, we've brought around seventy-five to eighty cents on every dollar goes to our research and programs. That seems ex- extreme. I don't know anything about those stats, but that sounds high to me. Yeah, it's, if, if you're going to have caliber people and, and to be able to still turn over that much, it's a good efficiency. And even yeah. in our bourbon gala, which I believe that you're coming oh to. I, you know what i can't wait to tell us let's just talk about the bourbon gala because you because you had i told you on our first phone call uh this sounds like a great cause carolyn but but you had me at bourbon <laughs> so let's talk about it i laugh about that because that is one of our that's our largest fundraiser and um it seems to be very popular with our donors so i'm like but it is for the children so it is a great <laughs> right? a great thing we were really fortunate in 2020 because we had the bourbon gala pre-covid ah. and that event we had revenues of about a million two and yes and we netted a million dollars Wow. So if that shows you kind of what we can do and how and how we work in our events. That's incredible. So, so when we're could be, we're blessed because we get almost everything donated to us. So that's a wonder we have wonderful partnerships with all of the um distributors and we get most of all of our silent auction items and live auction items donated. Oh, wow. So it it really makes it a great event. Plus if you love bourbon, pause um, <laughs> our bourbon gala is on six five this year and it's at the rustics manor which is fabulous it's in woodstock georgia and we i've have- not been well it, and as you probably well know i'm a new resident here to woodstock i've been sleeping in my new home for six nights now i love it it's nine tenths of a mile from where we're sitting right now in the studio so oh, wow. it's like it's, this is utopia for me right but i haven't been to uh so i'm learning woodstock i haven't been well here. this is kind this of place. a wonderful kept secret so i'm just going to give them a quick plug because Please. if you have a if you're looking to do an event or wedding it's called rustics manor um the marcinkos own it they are amazingly generous people. This place is beautiful. I My daughter's getting married in October. I wish I would have known about it because I would have yeah. booked it. It's it's beautiful, but it's out there. It's going to be outdoors. Um, you know, you kind of go through a, a covered um, 
uh, I keep calling it a drawbridge, but that sounds medieval. It's not. It's a covered bridge with <laughs> yeah, a chandelier. Yeah. There's like, there's 200 acres. There's an oh open my. barn. It's it's going to be fantastic. More important, I know that there's, a. you're looking at me, there's 11 plus bourbons and they're high end bourbons on the tasting menu. There are things that you will not be able to um, get anywhere. So you, I'm just, you oh, can go man. to our website and look at all of the bourbon tasting. It's eh bourbongala.org. You can look at it. We're actually doing a Belmont Stakes version this year. Mm-hmm. So the Belmont Stakes runs at 632. So you have to kind of dress in almost like a derby party. But I think Belmont's a little more subdued. So maybe not seersucker, but, you know, black and white fashion <laughs> hats. Oh, hats. I can hats. tell you hats are coming from 998 Market Street because my sister-in-law is going to be there. My niece, we've got a table. And my wife, and they are having so much fun just getting ready to go. Well, you need to tell them that Tiffany's is sponsoring a um, sponsoring like the best hat contest, uh-huh. and there's going to be secret people out in the crowd looking at the hats. Oh my! And Tiffany's is sponsoring the prize, so Way they're cool. high stakes here. <laughs> yeah. And so there'll be a silent auction, live auction. Um, you know, you have full bar. So if you don't like bourbon, I I don't like the brown stuff, but you know, it's, it, it funds the research. Right, right, right. I love the brown stuff. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, it's 12 piece band. Um, I think there's going to wow. be a hot air balloon. It's going to be pretty, <laughs> um, you know, it's going to be an amazing night for us under the stars and, um, just full dinner and every, everything you can imagine is going on there. So it's great. Um, we do have a few tickets left. So, you know, we tried to keep it a little bit smaller than our normal mm-hmm. gala, but it's outdoors and, um, but we're already over 300 and something tickets sold. So we're pretty excited about that. So if you're interested, please check it out at ehbourbongala.org. We are also looking for a silent auction items. So if oh, okay. anyone is interested in donating or has something that they would like to maybe showcase, um, it's we have a lot of high-end donors that come to this. So I'd mm-hmm. say that's a great place to position some really nice products. Or So um, you can, I, if I can give a... Email, is that good to do oh, that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Please. So I'm going to put Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at Enduring, E-N-D-U-R-I-N-G, Hearts, plural, H-E-A-R-T-S, dot org. And Kelly would love to hear from you. I think um, we have some room for probably about 15 more items, and we're trying to round it out. But it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic night. So while we're on the subject of Kelly, I have to give her a shout out. Uh, my nephew, Max, is the person who has kind of introduced me to, to, to you folks uh, and, and to, to Mr. Belmoff. And uh, anytime the conversation comes up about this bourbon gala, Max talks about Kelly. And, and, and Max and, and his wife, Kat, um, th- they have a very dear connection to this whole issue through through Kat's family. But uh, I mean, Max and Kat just think the world of Kelly. They just think she hung the moon. <laughs> well, you know what I do too. You do too. Oh my gosh, I couldn't. I couldn't do it without her. She's um, she's the head of my development and a longtime personal friend. So she's amazing. Yeah, I mean, but your whole team. This you have, and I guess it's just the way that it's your. I'm sure so much of this is is largely due to you. You attract that caliber of person for your team for the for the people on your on your board. So, what are some ways um, that those of us here in the area, business people and and others, what are some ways that we can help? We can all go to the gala or you know and support that kind of thing. 
But throughout the year, what are some ways we can plug into this and be a, and be a part of this? Well, thank you for thank you for asking. I mean, there's different things that we do. Um, certainly, we have different events. So, um, you know, we have the Bourbon Gala now. We actually have a golf tournament, if anyone's interested Ooh, in that. So this okay. is our first um, foray into that, and that's <clears throat> August 2nd. It's going to be at the Laurel Springs Golf um, Club up in Suwannee, Georgia. Okay. And we're partnering with a restaurateur in Atlanta. Um, his name is Richard Tang. He owns Char Korean Grill and several others. I'm going to say this is probably not your typical golf tournament. It's probably like Bourbon Gala, but golf. <laughs> and um, because he is part of the Georgia Restaurant Association, it, every um, there's going to be there's going to be bar carts at almost every single nice. hole, all included. And so I'm hoping people actually golf <laughs> and food, actually food stations at every other. Um, oh, wow. And then Tito's is sponsoring, I think, in the um, when you right when you're getting started there, Tito's is having a Bloody Mary bar. So it's going to be a very fun <laughs> golf tournament. So that's August 2nd. Oh, my. So you can go to EnduringHearts.org and um, check out our, our um, ways to support us on there, and you'll see the golf tournament there. So we're looking for people that might be interested in sponsorship for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kelly also will be taking care of that for us. Um, and then we're going to have an online poker tournament in November. See, we're very male-centric here. I'm, like, thinking golf, <laughs> you know, golf, bourbon, and online poker, but I don't know. We got the Tiffany's hat thing, though. I, yes, I, I can't wait we, to get home and tell, and tell the ladies about this. We do that. And we also are going to be looking for some volunteers to helping us with these events. Right. And then we have National Giving Tuesday, and that's a big thing for us. That is in December. It's the first Tuesday in December. You know, we look for people to be able to help us over the summer, what we call a challenge fund. And those are usually businesses or people that can help. Um, we try to raise about $150,000 over the summer that we we can then go out and leverage to the public and basically um, it's a way to challenge people to say, hey, we've got this group of people that have already committed this money and now we're going to basically match your donations one to one. And so people oh, love, love to be able to see that their money gets matched. So, um, so we'll be putting something up on our website looking for challenge fund businesses and donors and we recognize them there. So if someone's interested in getting involved that way, um, we'd love to have that support too. And I'm operating under the impression, while we would all maybe like to be these real big, grandiose, philanthropist-type people, just regular folks like me, every little bit is, is, is helping. You don't have to be this gazillionaire to make a real difference in this world, right? Oh, my gosh, no. In fact, you know, we get 90% of our donations are public donations. So, yeah. um, no, I mean, every donation we are so thankful for. We don't yeah. get government funds. We don't. It's really about <clears throat> the public coming in to support the work that we're doing. And you guys seem to be so good about um, – Closing the loop isn't probably, I don't know if that's the right phrase, but, but um, feeding back the information, circling back to us and letting us know what's going on, where the money's going, how it's helping. And, and that means a lot to, to, to those of us that want to contribute, right? That, that's a big part of, of what your organization does. Yeah, thank you so much. It is. I mean, we're continuously sending out newsletters and updates yeah. to be able to, you know, let everyone know what's happening. And we have a lot going on. We're, we have announcements last week about a transplant coordinator award. Um, mm-hmm. We just funded a, an award for um, racial health disparities because that actually goes on. Children of color are actually impacted worse after heart transplantation. Huh? You wouldn't think that, but it happens. Well, it didn't occur to me. I, 
We, we don't yeah. know why. We don't know why. We don't know. Okay. We don't know we'll why. We'll find out. We Let's find we, out. We don't know why. <laughs> um, and so we've, we've um, funded a researcher to investigate that. And then next week we're going to announce another award, which is on the international, um, internationally, where it's our first research award where we're actually funding a researcher in Europe. So oh, we're good. We've gone global. Right. So we're really, um, really excited to see where that goes. Fantastic. All right. So before we wrap, I want to make sure that we make all of these points of contact um, available to everyone again. And of course, when we publish this episode, which will be uh, pretty quickly, we'll we'll try to make sure we have those points of contact as well. But whatever you think is appropriate, the you know the the email, the website. Let's make sure we get um, talk a little bit more about the the gala and how to get tapped into that. But I'd like to make sure we do that before we wrap. Fantastic. Well, let me just uh, go over a couple of quick things since we've got time sensitivity on the gala and (laughs) only a few tickets left. So if you are looking to have a wonderful time on 6-5, it's a Saturday, please consider coming to the Bourbon Gala. The website is ehbourbongala.org and you can look at all of the event happenings there. If you'd like to support Enduring Hearts with a donation, you can go to donateheart.org. And that will take you to our donate page. And we would love for your support to help our research and our family programs. If you'd like to find out more information just in general about the golf tournament or volunteering or donating a silent auction item, I'm going to give you an email. And that's fabulous. Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y at Enduring, E-N-D-U-R-I-N-G, Hearts, H-E-A-R-T-S dot org. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. I am so glad. And I I know you've got a busy schedule. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing this with us. And with your permission, I don't know, periodically maybe have you or Kelly come in and just kind of get us caught up on what's going on because you have so much going on. If if you're up for that, we'd love to have you come in from time to time. I would love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Carolyn Salvador, CEO of Enduring Hearts, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family, saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio.